Welcome to the Sales Hacks Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. It's very difficult to attend multiple trade shows or make multiple cold calls um, or attend industry events, whereas with email, you could send out, you know, 100 or 200 you know, outreach emails to a prospect. Um, it'll, you can also automate some of your responses with marketing automation software that exists now, uh, which again, just helps improve productivity. So sales emails are still incredibly important in, uh, in a B2B and B2C setting. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com. And remember to subscribe to the CPSA podcast through iTunes, Google Play, and more. Writing sales emails is actually pretty tough. You have to think of just the right thing to say to the right person at the right time. You need to be convincing, polite, and effective all at once. And more often than not, your sales emails get sent to spam. Other times they do get read, but not replied to. Email can be one of your best friends as a salesperson, suggests today's guest, Matthew Cook. But only if you know how to write sales emails that people will actually want to open, read, and reply to. Toronto-based Matt Cook has over 20 years of sales and management experience. He is the founder of Sales Hub, an inbound marketing agency that helps companies generate leads, boost revenue, and adapt to the new way customers buy. Welcome, Matt. Thanks for joining us today on the CPSA's Sales Strategy Podcast. It's, it's great to have you here as a guest. Well, thanks for having me. Now, before we get into the seven strategies that uh, I spoke about just now in the introduction, uh, please, can you suggest one or two lessons or perhaps new approaches you hope that the listeners of, of this episode will take away after, after learning some of your tactics? Well, I think the one thing I'm hoping people take away is uh, to, if you want people to open your emails and actually respond, uh, listen to some of the tactics that I'm going to talk about, and hopefully it'll help you sell more. Okay, great. Well, without further ado, please take us, uh, please take some time now and uh, talk us through your formula of seven strategies, which will dramatically improve sales emails. You know, all of these are important, but uh basically having short and enticing um, subject lines. Uh, too often I see people um, writing almost entire sentences into the subject line. Keep them short, keep them to the point, uh, and make, make it so that it's something that a prospect uh, might be interested in opening. And uh, if it's something that's very vague, there's no way that a prospect, a prospect is actually going to open that email. Um, and one thing that we track is the open rate of uh, emails that all our salespeople send. And if people aren't opening them, typically it's because the subject line is too spammy using things like, uh, you know, our solution or complimentary or we're having a sale or something free. Try to ignore things like that and make it something that's, uh, that will pique the interest of, of the prospect. The second thing, you know, that you need to keep in mind is, and it's a bit of a pet peeve of mine, is make sure that all of the information that you're sending uh, in the email is correct. 
many, many times I've had emails sent to me where my name is either spelled wrong or it's a completely different name or the information about my company is not correct. Uh, things like typos, grammatical errors, um, you know, all of these things are going to put a, a poor taste in a prospect's mouth, whether this is the first point of contact or you've sent two or three emails to them. Um, you know, a lot of people will not forgive a mistake that you make to their personal information, uh, such as their first name or last name. So just make sure before you send uh, any emails that you're proofreading to make sure that names are correct, company names are correct, uh, and that there aren't any um, major typos. The third thing uh, to look for is, is use, use formatting within the email. Um, just to create clarity around what it is you actually are trying, what information you're trying to get across to your prospect. Uh, often, you know, emails are very short and they're all in one paragraph. And if you can format it in a way where you create an introduction, basically why you're reaching out to this person, maybe bullet points, two or three bullet points as to, you know, why you're reaching out and why it might be important to them uh, to get back to you. And then sum it up in, in a closing sentence in terms of uh, what you're hoping next steps might be. Uh, if you don't you know, format your emails and you're just sending generic sentences, it's not visually pleasing to the eye, which means it's going to be less likely that they're actually going to read it. And if they do read it, if there's not any actionable uh, ideas because of the way that you formatted it, they're less likely to get back to you. Uh, number four is uh, use an active voice. So the active voice um, is essentially uh, it's more engaging. So, for example, uh, using the active voice, the dog bit the man. Um, a passive voice would be the man was bitten by the dog. And if you use an active voice, it sounds more engaging, it sounds more confident, more energetic. Uh, it's also more authoritative. Um, and make sure that you know the subject of your sentence is doing the action and not uh, the receiver of the action. Uh, the fifth reason, or the fifth thing to keep in mind when sending a sales email is, is give a reason. Uh, another pet peeve of mine when it comes to sales emails is someone asking me to do something even though I've never met them before. So, you know, I want to, um, I want you to book a call or I want some of your time. And, you know, without really telling me why I should do it. And so instead of just writing, please call me to set up a meeting, you know, say something like, you know, please call me to set up a meeting to discuss, you know, your productivity needs or how our software might be able to, you know, solve your, your business problems. And if you do that, people are going to be much more likely uh, to do what you want if you tell them why. Um, so make sure that you give them a reason why they should get back to you. The sixth thing you need to keep in mind is be specific. Um, you know, don't say things like, you know, we're the leading provider of this. In, in North America. Uh, be specific about you know, companies you, you help, uh, how you've increased revenue, uh, have you re, uh, helped them with retention of clients, whatever it is that your product or service does, be specific in terms of how you've helped other companies. Because when you're making a purchasing decision, you want to know that this company uh, or this product or service has helped someone like you. Uh, and if you do that, they're going to be much more likely to respond to your emails. Uh, the, the last thing is basically use empathy. Um, this is probably one of the most important things uh, when you're writing emails. Tapping into their emotions. So, you know, someone like myself.
myself, for example, I'm very busy. So someone that acknowledges that, you know what, I know you're a very busy person and you don't have a lot of time, but here's some reasons why it might be, um, it might be good to engage in a conversation. Um, speak to the person's pain points. Uh, so, you know, what might the CFO's pain points be or the CEO's pain points be of, of your prospects and include those into uh, into the main body of, of the email and how your product or, or service or solution addresses those specific uh, pain points and you know use that they're more likely to be engaged and more likely to say yeah this person understands um, you know what my needs are or what my business problems might be fantastic thank you very much um, here's a supplementary question for you Matt in in terms of the the multi-channel uh, sales funnel you know so you've got seo up here ppc events uh telephone good old-fashioned telephone um various other activities at the top what, what where where does email sit in terms of importance is it is it still in your opinion the the most powerful tool for initial outreach for example it is just because you can send out a number of different emails at the same time it's very difficult to attend multiple trade shows or make multiple cold calls um, or attend industry events, whereas with email, you could send out, you know, 100 or 200, um, you know, outreach emails to a prospect at the same time. Um, it'll, you can also automate some of your responses with marketing automation software that exists now, uh, which, again, just helps improve productivity. So sales emails are still incredibly important in, uh, in a B2B and B2C setting. So we're recording this podcast uh, towards the end of 2016. Back on July 1st, I think, 2014, uh, the Castle uh, restrictions and legislation came in. How, how did how did that affect, from what you saw with clients that you work with in your own in your own company? How how did that affect changes in in terms of communication through email in Canada? Well, I think the the biggest uh, change was you can't just send out. Um, emails to people that you haven't had dialogue with, uh, which I think is a really good thing. It actually helps improve the effectiveness of email. And one of the things, one of the techniques that we've actually seen work really well is an initial outreach call to a prospect where you say, you know, I'm calling from company XYZ. My name is Matt. Um, you know, we have this product that helps companies like yours. Would it be okay if from time to time I sent you information, information, um, you know, on that? And if they, they opt into that um, that initial campaign. We found that the emails that are sent uh, subsequently are actually very, very effective. In fact, way more effective than if you sent just a, uh, a cold email. Now, if you send an email, that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here with my uh, castle uh, legal knowledge here, but if you send an email and they then they don't respond or they say no, you can't send another one. But there are some almost loopholes, if you like, in terms of sending faxes or making telephone calls. Have, have you seen? Um, a, a change in some of the activities for outreach on, on the back of the, the, the very slim chance, frankly, that somebody does reply and that they opt in that after just one communication through email? Really, the, the biggest change that we've seen is um, more companies, more and more companies adopting, you know, kind of inbound marketing as a, as a methodology to getting leads to their sales team so that their sales teams are, are focused more on dealing with people that are interested in learning more about their products and services than they are, you know, just, you know, a cold outreach. But the principles I talked about in terms of writing a sales email 
uh, really apply to whether or not you're talking to a prospect who has called you or you know someone that you've reached out. Okay, thank you. So if you could leave our listeners, because we're going to wrap up quite shortly, if you could leave our listeners uh, with some final thoughts on improving sales emails, what, what would what would they be? Well, I think the, the biggest thing is when you're writing a sales email, think of the other person uh, that you're actually writing it to. Think about what their day is like, what their pain points are, um, what you know, some of the solutions that your product or service or solution, um, you know, can solve for them. And if you, you think about the other person and empathize with them, uh, send a well-formatted, uh, well-written uh, email with clearly defined next steps, you're going to find that not only is your response rate going to be better, um, but you're going to have more and more people that are willing to engage in a dialogue with you. For those listeners out there that want to send you um, a very well-crafted message in email format or maybe connect with you uh, through social media, how, how can people learn more about you, Matt? Well, you can reach me on Twitter uh, at Matt Cook Sales, uh, our uh, website, Sales Hub, uh, as well as on LinkedIn uh, and Google+. Great. Okay, listeners, that takes us to the end of this particular podcast. Matt Cook, I'd just like to say thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you for listening to the Sales Hacks Show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.